Amen. How many knows what that fire feels like today? When Jesus baptized you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Amen. Turn around and give your neighbor a high five. Cross aisles. Welcome them out today to Sunday service. Amen. As you begin to make your way back to your seats today, could we give all of our guests a great big hand clap of praise today? So good to have all of our guests today. Thank you for coming out, worshiping with us. It's good to see you. Amen. As you look around, we also have Pastor Lee and his wonderful wife here today. Can we make them feel welcome today? Give them a great big hand clap. Appreciate having him. From Crawfordsville, Indiana, have a great church there. Amen. Uh, I want to start the service off today uh, by saying thank you to everybody that helped out this week in a spring conference. Uh, we had so many compliments, so many ministers uh, from around our district wanted me to make sure I told every person here from the Welcome Center uh, to the Salem to the Praise and Worship Team, the hospitality, that you guys did a marvelous job. Can we give everybody a great big hand that had a piece of that? We're so thankful for you. A lot of work, a lot of extra time, uh, but like I told our department heads this morning as we prayed, you made our church look great, and we're thankful for that. We had a great time in the Lord. If you were here Friday or Saturday, uh, you were richly blessed by the ministry of Brother J.H. Osborne, and uh, I love that guy. I absolutely love that guy. Different kind of ministry, uh, but we were richly blessed. So if you did not get a chance to hear that, make sure you log on and listen to both of those services. I promise you, you'll be challenged and encouraged. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today, asking God to have his will and his way throughout this service. We'll take all prayer requests by lifting of hands. Amen. Let's go before the Lord and pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you today, Lord Jesus. God, you are great, Lord, and greatly to be praised, God, Lord. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to gather together, Lord, with one mind and one accord. God, thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here today, God. Lord, you know every need, every issue, God, every struggle, Lord God, that we brought into this place. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, you'd lead us, guide us, and direct us, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you flow throughout this church today, God, from the front to the back, God, every side, Lord God, every pew, every aisleway, that you just let your glory flow freely, Lord Jesus. God, we've come to praise you, God. We come to honor you today, Lord Jesus. God, and lift up holy hands, Lord Jesus, to worship you. God, we pray, Lord, you'd anoint our musicians and our singers as they usher us into a time of praise and worship. God, we ask, Lord God, you inhabit the praises of your people, Lord Jesus. God, and dwell in the midst of this place today, God. We pray, Lord, you anoint the ministry today, God. Use, God, Pastor Lee and his family, God, in a mighty way. God, I pray, Lord, you give us ears to hear, God. Lord, a heart to receive, Lord God. Direct his servants, God, from this point forward, Lord God, to complete, Lord God, what you've come to do today, Jesus. God, we praise you, Lord, and we honor you, Lord, in this house. God, you are truly great, God, and greatly to be praised. God, we know we're nothing without you today, God. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We magnify your holy name. Lord, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands today? 
Just take a few moments and shut yourself in with Jesus. Come on, slow down. Don't worry about tomorrow. Forget yesterday. And just focus on Jesus right now. Focus on His presence. Focus on His love. Come on, speak from your heart. Whatever you want to tell Him right now, speak from your heart. Well, that's it. Why don't we just have a little talk with Jesus? Surrendering ourselves to Him. God, not my will today. Lord, but your will be done, Jesus. I need you today, God. I need a touch from heaven, God. I need to be encouraged. God, we need direction, Lord Jesus, God. Lord, we need blessings, God. Lord, whatever it is today. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, amen. Can we clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice with thanksgiving? Come on, how many knows he's going to take care of it? How many knows he heard it? Lord, we thank you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. You can be seated just for a moment before our ushers begin to make their way up today. Tomorrow we have ladies' Bible study in the morning at 1030. Make sure you come out for Bible study and prayer for our ladies. Our prayer in the evenings will pick up here in April. Uh, tomorrow kicks off our youth. This will be youth-focused, but it is open to everybody here at the church at 630. Uh, Brother Thomas, Sister Casey are going to lead this. It's going to be a small devotion and uh, prayer, and they're going to be in the back to do that. There may be some treats. Anytime you work with young people, treats gets them there. So young people, there will be treats tomorrow, some type of food. Get out here, pray with your youth ministry. Uh, and then, like I said, everybody's welcome to that. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Wednesday night, Worship and Word at 7 o'clock. On Wednesday, we are getting ever closer to Easter. We are very, very close. We've been meeting as apartment heads, making sure things are ready to go for that weekend. But we do need Easter candy. Uh, so if you can, donate Easter candy uh, and Easter snacks of any kind. Uh, Sister Tracy this year, they've got uh, chips and candy and gummies, little small prizes. So anything you see, it's not just candy anymore. So anything you see, uh, parents, if it's something you like, then get it, because most likely your kids will get it, and then you have a treat. That's how it works. I've figured this parent thing out after 10 years. I know how Easter goes. So uh, make sure you do that. Also, make sure you say the date. Good Friday is uh, April 15th. We will have a service here at the church at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, Easter is on April 17th. Please start inviting people out. Reach out to people. Let them know we're going to have uh, great things here. We'll still have Sunday school class. We'll still have our Easter service here at 11.15. So we're going to uh, really blitz the area and make sure that we're inviting as many people out. I want to look across here on Easter Sunday and see this place full, amen, with souls and have an opportunity to plant a seed. So be praying for that as well, amen, that every person that comes here on Easter, amen, a seed can be planted. As you see, Brother Ty's up here in the middle. Uh, this is our Mission Sunday, the first uh, Sunday of each month. Uh, so make sure if you have a missions offering, you put it right here in the middle. Our general offering and tithes will go to Brother Zach and Brother Thomas. And we do have card swipe over here with Brother Samuel on the side. Amen. As you can see, it takes many hands to get through a service. And I appreciate each and every person that works hard. And uh, our Sunday school teachers, could we just give them a great big hand clap today? They come in every Sunday. They're in the back. We love and appreciate them. Grab that offering in your hand. We're asking the Lord to touch and bless this offering. Lord, we love you. We praise you, God. Thank you, Lord God, for our jobs. Thank you for the provision you've given us. God, we pray, Lord, you touch with the gift and the giver today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Go ahead and march up your offering today. Be a cheerful giver. And we're going to continue to praise and worship Jesus.
Trust it. 
Lord, I can enter into your gates, God, and you're there. No matter what I'm feeling, Lord, no matter what I'm going through, thank you, Jesus. We want you in this place today, God.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, can we just take a few more moments? Can we just take a few more moments and bow before the Lord? Come on, reverence Him today. Hallelujah. Thank God the veil was torn. Thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost being poured out today. Hallelujah. One thing about it, the sovereignty of God will never be relinquished to another. How many is thankful to know that He is the Almighty? He is the everlasting. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand with me all over this place today? Amen, amen. Amen. I, I feel the Spirit of the Lord wanting to do something today. I really do. But I feel there's a hindrance. There's, maybe it's a anticipation something going to happen. But the only way it's going to happen is if we allow the Spirit of the Lord, come on, to use us to move through us. How many would lift their hands across this place right now? Jesus. Lord, whatever whatever you want today, God, whatever. Whatever, Lord. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that we're here, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sovereignty. God, you're almighty. You're all-powerful. You can still move mountains. You still deliver the impossible. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let us yield to you today, Lord, your spirit. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You could be seated. I just want to say also that uh, so many compliments this weekend about our church, even how everything just was just uh, first class, uh, the spirit in the place. I had several tell me just uh, just a uh, just a great spirit in the house of the Lord here, and uh, just um, couldn't brag enough. In fact, this morning uh, I got a text. Uh, from a couple that texted and said, Bishop, make sure you tell the church and tell everyone at Heritage uh, how first class things were this weekend and that uh, from the curb to the platform, everything, everything was just uh, amazing. And we wanted to let you know and let them know and uh, wanted to just convey that. Uh, thank you. There's a, there's a lot of hard work that goes on. You know, us pastors, us in leadership, we get the credit, but we don't do nothing. I kept telling us, man, I, I, I've done very little. It's uh, everybody else has done all the work. But uh, that's just, the, that's just the, the nature of the beast. But uh, uh, we were, uh, Brother Wes and I, we, are, we were taxed this week. Uh, Fourteen applicants on Friday. Uh, we were here. I think I got back to my house just a little bit after 6. And he had to be, we had to be back up here at 7 o'clock. I don't even think you went home, did you? Stayed here, so 
Uh, I mean, it was a, a busy day, but uh, what a what a great we 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 met some some outstanding uh, ministry that's coming into the assemblies. I want you to give the Lord a good hand for a while. The Lord's still drawing. The Lord's still working. Sometimes in our little circle we don't see it, but he, he's still doing some great things. And uh, I believe I believe we met some folks that's going to be going to Australia or New Zealand there uh, as uh, missionaries as well. So uh, a great time there. Uh, I just want to say thank you, church, again. Thank you for uh, just working so hard, getting everything together. Thank all of you that showed up. Stand with me the, this afternoon, this morning. It's still, oh, it's still, it's still morning. It's before noon. We are privileged to have uh, Brother and Sister Lee with us today from Crawfordsville. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, this guy here, he might look old. But he's got a lot of energy. I tell you what, they've got a going church. Their church is going in Crawfordsville, uh, just active and just very, very, very busy. And uh, I appreciate this good brother. Uh, we have communicated quite a bit. Uh, over the last few years, and I can say that he's a, uh, he takes things humbly, and he is desiring to see, amen, the kingdom of God further. And I feel like today that God has something through uh, his ministry here today that's going to minister to us. I want you to just bow your heads right now, and we're going to pray, and we're just going to ask, how many need something from God in his word? Because his word's what's going to keep us. His word's what's going to preserve us. Amen. Let's ask the Lord just to bless us today in his word. Father, we come to you right now. We're so thankful. So thankful, Lord. God, for all the things that we've encountered, experienced, for the blessings, for those, Lord, this great weekend, God, the word of God that's come forward, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for what you've done, Lord. But thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. God, I pray that you use this man of God today to speak to us, Lord, to help us, God. God, to bless the kingdom of God, Lord. Let the anointing, God, flow in this place, Lord. God, let us receive from you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. We give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together today. Amen. Pastor Stephen Thomas Lee from Crawfordsville, Indiana. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I feel like Peter at the Mountain of Transfiguration who said, it is good for us to be here. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? How many glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? I feel at home here today. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Amen. There's something down inside of me telling me go ahead. There's something down inside of me telling me go ahead. There's something down inside of me telling me go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's that Holy Ghost inside of me telling me go ahead. That Holy Ghost inside of me telling me go ahead. That Holy Ghost inside of me telling me go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I said living, he loved me. Died, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. 
rising he justified freed me forever one day he's coming back some glorious day i said living he loved me died he saved me buried he carried my sins far away rising he justified one day he's coming back some glorious I said, living he loved me, died he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified, freed me forever. One day he's coming back some glorious. I said, I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I said, I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I said there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. Oh, yes, I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I said I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I said there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. I said I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I said I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I said there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. You gotta move. You got to move. You gotta move. You gotta move. You got to move. You gotta move. Cause then the Lord. Oh, gets ready. You gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta move. But you may be high. You may be high. Or you may be low. You may be low. You may be rich. You may be rich. Or you may be poor. Or you may be poor. But when the Lord gets ready, you gotta move. You gotta move. You got to move. You gotta 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 move. Cause when the Lord gets ready, you gotta move. You gotta move. Then you may be blind and cannot see. Or you may be lame. And cannot, walk. and cannot walk, but when the Lord gets ready, you gotta move. You gotta move. Oh, come on and give the Lord some more praise. Hallelujah! 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 You may be seen. How do you know when the Lord gets ready, you got to move? Amen. You may be high, you may be low. You may be rich or you may be poor, but when the Lord gets ready, I said when the Lord gets ready, Bishop, you got to move. They say you may be blind and cannot see, or you may be lame and cannot walk, but when the Lord, I said when the Lord, I said when the Lord gets ready, you got to move. 
Amen, amen, amen. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm excited to, amen, be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Appreciate, amen, uh, my spiritual covering, Bishop uh, Michael Purdue. Let's give a little hand praise for Bishop Purdue. True power comes from being under authority. If you ever position yourself and posture yourself to submit, you will find yourself a recipient of fresh anointing. Am I in the right house, somebody? Amen. Bishop Purdue is and his wife, thank God for their family. Amen. I, I tell people all the time, there's some people that consider themselves Pentecost, but there's other people that are plenty cross. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Praise God. But I thank God for this man of God because after meeting him several years ago and just being acquainted with him, he took me on, he took me in under his wing as his own son in the gospel. And it was friendship that the Bible said he that hath a friend must first. Am I in the right house, somebody? Amen. And that's what this man of God did for me as he has done for many others, multitudes over the years. Let's give the Lord another hand clap and pray for this man of God and his family. Come on, somebody. The Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. And I'm blessed. I'm thankful. Uh, I give God praise for my wonderful covenant partner, elect lady Tamara Lee. Let's go to hand pray for my covenant girlfriend. She's put up with me for, amen, going on 29 years. Praise God. 30 years, going on 30 years now. See, I'm in trouble already. With July 4th will be 30 years. Let's give a little hand praise right now. We've been married for longer than what some of you have been on this earth. Praise God. Amen. Have wonderful children that are living for the Lord. Got some that still need to get back in the house of safety. And thank God for grandchildren. Amen. We give the Lord a hand praise for, thank God for Pastor Wes Thornburg. Let's go on a hand praise for this man, wonderful man of God. Amen. He is very instrumental all over the district. And, and uh, man, I, I, my hat is off to him because uh, he wears uh, many proverbial hats. Amen. And I appreciate how he has allowed God to stretch him, to stretch you. Uh, there's so many people today that uh, do not have a work ethic in the kingdom. But I'm thankful that you give of yourselves. Let's give the Lord a hand pray for this wonderful pastor. Thank God for you. And I mean that, brother. I mean that. Amen. I, I was blessed to hear the portion of, of the lesson. Amen. By Pastor Ty Hardy. Let's give the Lord a hand pray for that wonderful lesson. We thank God for the amazing accommodations since we've been. We've, we were blessed to, to enjoy the, the spring conference, which I want to also add and, uh, that from, from A to Z, this church was just uh, amazing at your hospitality, your welcoming, warm spirit, amen, and then the praise and the worship, the apostolic atmosphere that is here. Amen. So give yourselves a round of applause. Amen. Thank God for all of you. 
the uh, hospitality, amen, team, and uh, we, we were blessed by, came into the hotel, wonderful place, and uh, there was wonderful care package there that, that uh, Lord, I'm telling you, you, you could tell I don't miss too many meals, praise the Lord, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I seen that as the burning bush, I said, let me turn aside and see this great sight, praise God. Amen, amen, praise God. So I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord, amen, very fine congregation, amen, and there is a word from the Lord, amen. I do not believe in playing Bible bingo, I've, I've, I've went beyond hermeneutics and hermeneutics and, and, and what sounds good, God, I, it is such a critical time in the hour of the church age, that we must hear from the Lord. Amen. So I have been on assignment to bring to you, amen, from Psalms 91. Praise the Lord. And as they held to the tradition of Ezra, they stood as he read from the scroll. It's so good to, uh, amen, see my cousin in the house and her wonderful husband. Amen. Thank God for you all. And Amen. So many others. Uh, amen. Familiar faces. Amen. We thank God for you. How many of you are ready for the word? Psalms 91. We are going to read the whole chapter, but it does not suggest longevity, but rather clarity. Psalms 91, verses 1 through 16. And then we'll read Exodus 25 and 8. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, and the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will believe, deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You may be seated. I want to connect that with Exodus 25 and 
the Lord is speaking to Moses. And he said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Going back to Psalms 91, I'm just going to read verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For just a few moments, I want to speak a prophetic rhema word into your hearts. The title of this message today is There is a Place That's Off Limits to Your Enemy. There is a place, Bishop, that's off limits to your enemy. Amen. Bishop, would you, amen, pray and bless the word of God. Thank you very much. When you look at the Psalms, they're comprised from authors, many. You have David who was attributed and authored several of the Psalms. Asaph the priest, even the sons of Korah. There were many that contributed to the corporate book of Psalms. But this particular chapter, many are unaware, was written by the prophet Moses. Moses was the one that penned this particular text because he was the most qualified in doing so for various reasons. First of all, you may recall the fact that Moses asked God, he said, I want to see you. I want to look upon you. And God said, nice thought there, good suggestion, but nobody can look on me and live. But i tell you what I'll do. I'll hide you in the clefts of the rock. And when I pass by, I will allow you to get a glimpse of my goodness. When you get a glimpse of my goodness, I'll give you the revelation of the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, and you'll be able to use your penmanship to reveal it to history and to peoples in beyond ages. Praise God. Amen. Is there anybody here that where, where Moses, he said, I want to see your glory. Is there anybody here that wants to see the glory of God? Is there anybody here that wants to see the authentic presence of the Shekinah glory rest in this house? Is there anybody here that's tired of charades? That's tired of the stage? That's tired of counterfeits? Is there anybody here that really wants to see the glory of God manifests in the house. Uh, come on. We are living in a time where you may be seated, where people trying to churches all over the globe are trying to supplement the fact that they don't have the glory in the house. And they will use so many antics to try to supplement and substitute the fact that Ichabod is written over their building. But I'm 
here to tell you I will not be satisfied with anything but the real raw power of God in the house don't give me something that's watered down don't give me something that's diluted I want the real glory of God in my life oh glory to God oh my God it was Moses praise God who felt inadequate amen you remember the children of Israel amen were in the Egyptian bondage praise God and God heard the cry of the taskmasters or he heard the cry of the Israelite people amen because they were driven hard in the stocks amen praise God they were not given amen the sustaining resources to do the great jobs and the assignments of the Colosseums and God called the man Moses on the backside of a desert he seen the bush that was burning yet not consumed God said take off your shoes for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground hallelujah to God as they begin to dialogue and praise God, God, plus to convince Moses that it's really not about you. I didn't choose you because you're so qualified. Hello, somebody. I didn't choose you because of your resume. I didn't choose you because of your credentials. I chose you out of my sovereign will. It's not about you. It's all about me. Glory. After some time, we find Moses convinced. He says, okay, I get it. I'm going to go ahead and go back there. Got the fondest memories, but I'm going. He said, but before I go, I know that they're going to want to know who sent me. They're going to want to know what is your name, my God in glory. He said, I didn't come with an understanding of all of our historical significance. I can't tell you about all the things that our forefathers have done, but they're going to want to know who sent me. And God said, tell them, I am that I am. I am whatever you need me to be. That's what I'll be. Can the church say hallelujah? Come on, give God some praise. So I am that I am. I can become what I'm not and remain what I've always been. Whatever you need, God's got it. Whatever you need, he will supply. He's a doctor in the courtroom, in the sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom and he's still shelter in the time of storm. Can the church say hallelujah? 
So as God gives the plagues and God with a strong hand delivers his people from Egyptian bondage, now they find themselves in the wilderness traveling and going for 40 years. Amen. And during this time, we find that the wilderness, it gave men dangers and perils. The wilderness was not a vacation. The wilderness, even though they were being liberated coming out of Egypt, there were the landscape of the wilderness was nothing fun. It produced and had many creeping things, poisonous, venomous snakes, all type of creatures, wild, exotic animals that would consume children and adults alike can the church hallelujah but on their way during their travels God spoke to Moses and gave him the tabernacle plan my God in glory see I want you to know that God's divine providence is his foreknowledge he goes ahead of us he declares the end from the beginning he's got the world in his hands has is there anybody here that still believes he's got the whole world in his hands? He's got the whole world in his hands, somebody. So he then begins to select and, and tell the governmental process, the logistics of building the tabernacle and the inclusion of the Levitical priesthood. And he said, I want you to make them, make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. My God in glory, I want you to make a house uh, so that my presence uh, will abide. It's not about me. It is for you. Can the church say hallelujah? So we find that the tabernacle plan was set up and you find first of all the brazen altar which represents the dying out of the flesh because when you understand the symbolisms the types and the antitypes you'll find that Jesus said no man can come after me except you deny yourself. You gotta take up the cross and follow me if you try to save your life you will lose it but if you're willing to lose your life you'll save it can the church say hallelujah it represents the mortification of the deeds of the flesh so we find that the brazen altar they had to die out to self will die out their prerogatives they had to die out to their human inhibitions. Can the church say hallelujah? Then you had the labor of water. 
which represents they had the priest had to wash themselves. Amen. Which represents the purification and the sanctification of our temples. The Bible says that every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. And thank God that we got a baptism. Hello somebody. Where the Bible lets us know that all of our sins will be washed away in that watery grave. Can the church say hallelujah? There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath that blood. Lose all their guilty stains. Praise God for the labor of water. Then you had the veil which is our flesh that we had to get through that. You got to get through your flesh to get in the spirit. The carnal mind is enmity against God. The Bible lets us know what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned. Can the church say hallelujah? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you got to get beyond the veil. Somebody say get beyond the veil. Then you go into the holy place. Which had the table of showbread, which represents the word of God, the sustaining bread from heaven. My God in glory. I come on to say even with God. Amen. Would, would, would allow the manna to fall from heaven. It really wasn't even a noun. It was really a question. They were saying, what is this? What is this? It's coming from heaven. We, we didn't get it from the grocery store. We didn't get it across town. This is coming from heaven's portals. Ah, come on, yes. What is this? The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Job said, I esteem the word of God more than my necessary food. In the church, say hallelujah so you've got to get the word in you study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth praise God it's a lamp to my feet it's a light to my pathway by God and glory then you had the golden candlestick which represents the anointing everybody said the anointing listen to me brothers and sisters you cannot fake it. You cannot try to politic your way. You can't brown nose to get the anointing. You ain't got the money to get the anointing. You got to get it on your knees. Get some neology. We'll give you real theology. See, I don't want a man-made anointing. I want a God-made anointing. Come on. There's too many people today trying to get a man-made anointing. But let me tell you something. If man lifts you up, Man can take you down. But if God, hey, come on. If God lifts you up, if God before you, 
Who can be against you? Ah, that's why he said, ah, do my prophets no harm. Praise God. So we find the anointing makes the difference. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus' last name was not Christ. Christ represented to find what was on him and what was in him. That is the anointed one, the Meshach, the anointed flesh of God. Let me tell you something. We've taught people how to do a lot of Pentecostal calisthenics, but you got to get it in your heart. It's got to be in your spirit. It's got to be in your will. It's got to be in your desire. You've got to hunger for this. You've got to have a real thirst for this. I don't have to go. Amen. To Indiana Bible College uh, to get this anointing. Uh, I don't have to go. Uh, amen. To the Holy Lands uh, to get this anointing. Uh, the Bible lets me know uh, where two or three uh, are gathered together in his name. Uh, he said, I'll be in the midst. Uh, he said, the day uh, that you hear my voice, uh, harden not your heart, uh, and I will receive you uh, unto me. Uh, can the church say, Hallelujah. I want a God-made anointing in my life. I don't want anything manipulated or manufactured by man. I ain't trying to see how many I can name drop. I don't need even to go and try to shake the right hand. I'm already in the hands of the hand of the man who can calm the sea. The altar of incense, which represents the aroma of prayers, the incense, the fragrance uh, of prayers uh, and worship unto God. Oh my Lord, see anybody can praise God but only a select few can worship him. The Bible says let everything that have breath praise the Lord uh, but they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can have bad breath and praise God. Lion breath and praise God. You can have fornicating breath and still praise God. But only people that are living uprightly can worship him because you can only worship God in spirit and in truth. The glory is a doxology. It really means when God sets you up and puts you in a circumstance, a situation, listen to this. This is the glory. It's a doxology. God will put you in a situation that will cause you to agree with something about God that he already knew about himself. Uh-huh. I'm about to listen. listen. Remember when Jesus was to raise up Lazarus? He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. He said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you, my disciples, I'm, I'm setting this thing up. I'm putting you intensely in a situation that's going to cause you, listen, to form an opinion about me that happens to agree with I, what, what I already know about myself. <laughs> 
My God, how are you going to know God's a healer unless you've been sick? How do you know God's a waymaker until you have a need? How do you know God is a deliverer if you've never been in bondage? Can the church say hallelujah? So sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for. Uh, so going beyond, oh my God, the, the, to the second veil, you got to pierce through that. It's still a mystery of mysteries of how, listen, the regular priest could come in to the holy place, but only the high priest could come inside the most holy place, and that just once a year. My God in glory. So we find here that inside the, the second veil into the holy of holies, my God, we find the, uh, the, 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 the mercy seat. We had two cherubims on either side looking down on his chest. Acacia wood overlaid with gold. They were looking at one another yet looking down at the mercy seat. They represent leadership, which means we can that, that, that we're not always going to see eye to eye with everything, but we need to see the common ground that we have. Can the church say hallelujah? Inside the mercy seat were three items. There was the tablets of stone, which represents the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Suggestions, but the Ten Commandments. They had Aaron's rod that budded, which represented the supernatural power of God. Then it had the jar of manna, which represents the provision of God. But in, with all those things being said, what was really the highlight of the whole thing, the whole structure, was the fact that the glory, the Shekinah glory, the visible manifestation of the glory of God, the presence of God, would show up in the place. Can the church say hallelujah? Is there anybody here that can say you could take this whole world, just give me Jesus. You could take this whole world, but I need his presence. <laughs> For in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. My God, there was a time when Solomon made an end of praying. His son, the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. So much that even the priest could not stand to minister because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd have been in a lot of great services where I I've seen people falling out. I've seen people, amen, in postures of birth. My God in glory. But I long to see the day where the visible presence of God shows up in the house. Nobody can say it was because of stained glass windows. Nobody can say or suggest it was some trick photography. But when the glory shows up, Bishop, there's something it's altogether different when the glory shows up. Uh, when, when, there's been a, when, when there's been enough sanctification, prayer, and fasting. Uh, back in the day, Bishop, they called it a solemn assembly. Uh, when you gave yourself to prayer and fasting. 
Satan. Oh, with his times at Christ Temple Apostolic Church, where the founder, Bishop G.T. Haywood, amen, they were there. They had been on a fast. They were doing all night praying, and everybody just started saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And they said it over and over for hours. And then all of a sudden, there was a visible presence. A blue haze. There are people that literally witness this. A blue haze. Came in the building. My God. Cancer lifted. Diabetes lifted. High blood pressure gone. I'm trying to tell you. God's glory. When God's glory showed up, people came out of wheelchairs. Deaf ears were unstopped. Blinded eyes were open. When the glory showed up. The angels. The lid of the of the treasure chest was called the mercy seat. How many thank God for his mercy? Oh my God. So it was in this, ladies and gentlemen, where this 40 years of sojourning that the man Moses, having received the tabernacle plan, the design that was actually pitched in heaven before it ever came across his cranium. It was already in the blueprint, amen, in the heavenlies. And praise God. He then gets an epiphany, and he's taking these people that he feels unqualified to lead. He feels inadequate to lead. And he gets an epiphany and said, you know, there was something about the secret place, the holy of holies. Oh my God. Nothing undefiled could go there. Nothing out of order could live there. Nothing that was not under the harmony of God could exist in the holy of holies. So knowing the anxiety of the people that were he was leading out of Egypt, knowing their travail, knowing their concern about their children, their nephews, their nieces, the elderly. He gets an epiphany that said, you know, God's sovereign protection in the holy of holies yeah, because of his presence. If it was a reality there, then it must be true that it's also a reality in this wilderness. So he pens the words in Psalms 91 in regards to the holy place or the secret place. Now many of you have been to the bank but very few have ever been to the vault. Acts 2.38 was not a graduation. It's simply the initiation. You may think you're on cloud nine but have you ever been to 9,000? 9 million? There's height, depth, width, length in the body of Christ. There are treasures. There's hidden manna. There's things in the supernatural. With the gifts of the Spirit, the five-fold ministry, there's things we have yet to tap into. And because some of us 
have been hit with life's big blows. And because some of our past has deflated our enthusiasm and quenched our faith, many people are traumatized and turn back. And they feel like they have nothing to look forward to. And they're covered with fear. But the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, he says, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. The shield and buckler, the shield was a large, they were both shields, but the shield was the largest shield, and the buckler was a smaller shield, amen, that was held, which lets us know that God is able to deliver us and protect us from big problems and small problems. God cares about the things that are very significant and the things that only you care about, but maybe somebody else doesn't. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Oh, my God. The Egyptians were still trying to come after them. There was still some spiritual warfare going on nor for the pestilence that was walking in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. But I'm trying to tell you, this is a 20, they, the Jews had what's called prayer watches, where they recognized throughout the 20, 12 or 24-hour period, there were times where there was spiritual activity, spiritual warfare, demonic activity. So there was people, they had people, intercessors, covering the community in prayer. Is there anybody here still believes and covered one another in prayer? A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Some people have a problem, a theological issue with this because you say, how? But, but, but brother, pastor, I've been hit and I've went through some things and there were some things that hit me below the, below the belt and I got blindsided by some things. I've had some major disappointments. I've had some hurt. I've been the, the subject of ridicule. I've been, I've had target practice. I've been the victim of target practice. How are you going to tell me it shall not come nigh thee? Let me tell you something. My brothers and sisters, the Bible says that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. But every, every tongue that would rise up against you, he said, I'm going to condemn for your righteousness of me. Amen. I am the one who's going to keep you. I'm the one that's going to validate you. I'm the one that's going to protect you. And I want you to know that regardless of what's happened in your past, I'm still able to deliver you. In your present, I'm still able to favor you in your future. The things we go through in the past are to develop faith for the now. And the things that we are currently going through is to propel us in faith in the future. Praise God. And he said, these things will not come nigh you. And I know we just came from a pandemic. And there was a lot of scare and, and uh, there was a lot of worry. And we lost a lot of precious souls in that time. But the, de the devil would love to try to capitalize the residue of that fear and try to hinder us from revival. Huh. Praise God. Listen, 
And I've never really thought about this, but the Bible talks about the noise and pestilence. Did you know that pestilence, like a disease, an affliction, is silent? Yeah. Little viruses, like, they're silent. They're silent killers. They're silent. So what is the noise and pestilence? The noise and pestilence, my brothers and sisters, is the verbalized, expressed fear of people from community to community. The enemy uses this as a tool to put fear, to blanket the community, to try to capsize the church emotionally, put us in such a distraught dilemma that we will not maneuver and go on to do to keep the main thing the main thing. So the devil gets loud when it comes to making fear. And what God told me to tell this church is if the devil gets loud, we got to get louder. Hello, somebody. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, is there anybody here that understands that uh, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all? Is there anybody here that say, I've been hit, I'm known, but I'm not out? Rejoice not against me, oh mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light of to me you gotta get loud you gotta learn to get loud you gotta learn to rejoice you gotta learn to lift up the name of Jesus offer unto him the fruit of our lips somebody's gotta tell it somebody gotta tell it this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away Not afraid of the lion and the adder. Not afraid of anything that this wilderness has to launch out at us. We are sojourners passing through. Our citizenship is not not only in Egypt. Our citizenship is not in the wilderness because. Not many miles from hence is the promised land. Oh, my God. Moses said, I'm not going to get you over. I'm going to give you a glimpse, but it's going to be Joshua that takes you over. But listen, this is what I want to, I want to leave in your thoughts. And I want to, the Lord told me crystal clear to drop into the minds, the spirits, the hearts of this church. Amen. Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle. He said, regardless of what has traumatized you in the past, listen to me clearly. I'm telling you, I'm in the vein of the Holy Ghost. Regardless of what has hit you so hard, you had to look up just to see the bottom. Regardless of how deflated you've been emotionally and how stressed out you've been over dilemmas, God told me to tell this church there is a place that's off limits to your enemy. You think it's bad, but the devil wanted to do worse. You think you might have got hit, but the devil had worse intentions. But God made the devil behave. God told the church in Smyrna, you're going to be tempted for 10 days. But even if the devil wanted to go 11, he can't go 11 because I put an expiration date on this trial. 
Tiakomoboshi. The, the Lord said to tell you, Bishop, and to tell this church, he said, remind them, I have given them power and authority. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Like Abraham, you can call things that are not as though they were. He said, tell my people, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You got some prodigal children, grandchildren that are out of this world. And it seems like the devil got them in the clutches. God said it's not over until I say it's over. There is a place. That's off limits. Everybody say off limits. I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about your children. And I want you to say off limits. Everybody say off limits. I want you to think about this community, Muncie, Indiana. The devil would love to destroy it, but there's somebody. I feel it in my bones. I feel the burden. I feel the conviction. Somebody say off limits. We're living in a time where they call it right, wrong. And they're calling wrong right. And the Bible says, Bishop, he that departeth from iniquity maketh himself a prey. Because the predators of compromise and corruption and deception are coming after you. But a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. And if there's ever been a time where the church needs to stand up and be the church, that time is right now. We cannot afford to have some identity crisis. We cannot afford to let the devil blanket us with fear. We've got to, we cannot afford to let anything stumble, be a stumbling block or a distraction in our way. I don't know about you, but I've got to have revival. I've got to see souls saved. I've got to see the waters troubled. i got to hear somebody cry I'm a father. Somebody say off limits. Somebody said, made an awful blow. Has been a victim where it just took the life out of you. Want to suffocate you. Devil trying to take your anointing away. But somebody say off limits. Devil try to take your godly integrity away. But somebody say off limits. Someone, the devil's trying to destroy someone's ministry, someone's call. But let's hear it say, someone say off limits. Devil's tried to even attack and assault your, your health. Try to assault your health. Some of you right now are going through afflictions. And yes, there's some because in our human frailty, yes, getting elderly, things happen. But I'm here to tell you, the Lord let me know in the Holy Ghost that there's some of you. The reason why some of you have been getting afflicted is because of spiritual warfare. And the devil is assaulting your health. You need to stand up, take authority and dominion, and you tell that devil, off limits! you're in this house and you know the Holy Ghost is speaking you dead between the eyes and you know the devil has been trying to take you out 
I want you to come around this area right here. He's trying to fight your mind, your psyche, your emotions, your spirit. Try to make, try to deflate you. Try to make you traumatize. Try to make you second guess. Come around this altar. Come around this front right now. Some of you, the enemy has tried to destroy your families. Bible says if, our, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Sister, I've seen you running. And I don't know everything you was running for. But I'm going to tell you what it told hell. It told hell off limits. Hey, 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 hey. Every time, every time you took a lap around the church, I don't care what the devil's been trying to do in your life. Every time you took a lap, you were selling the devil off limits. God, somebody tell you, learn to take authority and dominion. Listen to me. We're not here to negotiate with devils. We're not here to counsel devils. We're here to cast out devils. You hear me? Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Listen to me. The Bible says, how can you go and take a strong man's house until you first bind the strong man? The Holy Ghost is in this place right now. Listen to me. I'm going to count to three. Listen to me. The Bible says, believe ye his prophets and so shall ye prosper. Listen to me. If you want God to do some unusual things for, for you, you got to get out of your comfort zones. Get, get beyond that mediocre half-mass praise. Get, get, get beyond that social dignified praise. And, and back, see, they used to say, you got to learn how to get ugly before God. If your hair is so good that you can't praise God, come to, come to church a little nappy. Hey, if, if you're dressed, hey, if your dress costs too much money from Macy's, go to Goodwill. You hear what I'm saying? If your suit and you got your shirt tie all good, you can't praise God. I don't care if you have to bring a t-shirt. You need to learn how to get like David and say, I'll be yet more vile. a task. Authority is the ability to speak and accomplish. We have both. We have power and we have authority. So with the count of three, now listen, I just got to tell you this. Did you know that the Jews had many festivals that included dancing? So why 
was Michael, modern-day Michelle, so offended at David dancing before the Lord when dancing was customary. The reason why is because they had a choreography that they went by. They synchronized dancing. But when David was dancing, he deviated from the choreography. <laughs> Listen to me. David deviated from the customary dance. He got so caught up in the spirit, he said, I know ain't nobody done this before, but hey, 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 I'm about to get crazy. I'm about to get plumb stupid. I'm about to get wilded out in the Holy Ghost. So, instead of cloning yourself, instead of cloning yourself like 90% of the Pentecostal world, yeah, listen to me, just be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. My God and glory. But at the count of three, at the count of three, at the count of three, when I say the number three, I want you to think of the top things in your life where you see demonic attack. I want you to think of the top areas in your life where you know the enemy has targeted you or your family or co-workers or neighbors or the community. I want you to think of the top three things where you see the devil's evil at work. And by faith, I want you to give God a shout at the count of three and give God a dance like you didn't lost your ever God-loving mind. You better hear what I'm saying. It ain't a time to be all cute. It ain't a time to be sedity. It ain't a time. Listen, we gotta get a, we gotta get beyond this classical Pentecostalism. We gotta get beyond this classical Pentecostalism. Learn how to get crazy. Learn how to get hey. Learn how to lose it. So when I count to three, when I count to three, whatever you gotta do, whatever you gotta say, get desperate enough. Get hungry enough, get thirsty enough for God to move in your situation and let God be God. One.